Welcome to the K-Hole. People are dying. My name's Ashley Brandt. And joining me today is a special guest that you guys have heard before in the not-so-distant past. Her name is... Kayla! It's me. (laughs) I'm back, everyone. (laughs) Back for another double double feature in which we're going to be talking about Family Trippin', Parts 1 and 2, The Family Trip to Costa Rica, organized by Khloe Kardashian, which she's not going to let anyone forget anytime soon. She's (laughs) not going to let anyone forget that. Kayla, have you been keeping up at all? (laughs) Nope. (laughs) I haven't been keeping up. Um, I tried to catch up, because really I'm only behind two episodes if we um, don't count the ones prior to the family trip in uh, miniseries. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've only missed two. I started watching one. I made it through almost the whole thing before I realized I was not going to have time to watch all four of the episodes that I have missed so far and had to skip ahead to the trip to Costa Rica. So I may have um, some empty spaces in which you'll need to fill me in. But you know what? These are pretty self-contained episodes. Yes. And before we get into that, we have some IRL news to cover. When we last um, were doing this podcast, you weren't here, but on this podcast we were talking about Kylie's rebound relationship with Travis Scott. It has continued. It is flourishing. She went on a trip to Houston with him to watch an NBA game because that's how you ring in a new relationship. That is exactly what I want to do with a new man. <laughs> Go to Texas. Home- visit his hometown. <laughs> visit his hometown and watch sports. What a wild ride. (laughs) Romantic. But again, like, as long as she's with someone age-appropriate and remotely talented, I'm going to support this and her choices. I, how old is Travis Scott? He's like 25. How old is Tyga? He's 28. And Tyga met her when she was 14. Yes, I do know that is, that was quite suspect. Mm -hmm. Um, well, that's good. Yeah. Travis Scott, much more um, talented than Tyga. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Um, although I do hold a special place in my heart for Tyga. He, for um, Rack got, City? Or does yes, he have another for song? Rack City, for Rack City. Um, that, was a, that was a banger back in my day. You know? I'm not going to dispute that. I'm just going to say he doesn't have any other bangers. I think... I think there's one more, but I don't remember what it's called, so I guess that means it's not a banger. So <laughs> I think that's what it means. Um, but moving right along this week, we were treated to the birthday of icon, Armenian, proud Gem. Armenian woman, Cher, which Kim rang in with just an untold number of Instagram posts highlighting Cher's effect on the fashion world and some of her most iconic looks from this multi-decade long career. Um, That was a real highlight. Some people were confused by that, but you know, I understand Kim's sisterhood with Cher. You know, I I hopped onto her Instagram uh, a couple of hours ago to catch up, to keep up Mm -hmm. with Kim and uh, I saw all those and I was like, what am I looking at? And I had to go back to the first picture to see what this commemoration was. And I felt satisfied by the by yeah. the information that I received. So I mean, Cher just has so many looks. She does. 
um, almost unrecognizable to me as someone who has also not kept up with Cher. Um, so I was like, oh, this is nice. A little mm-hmm. excessive, because mm-hmm. um, obviously they were then pushed to her Instagram as well. Right. Or, I mean, excuse me, her Twitter. Mm-hmm. So I had to scroll through all of those mm-hmm. to see if there was any juicy stuff in her Twitter, which... There wasn't. There wasn't. Mm -mm. But, uh, you know, they're both visible Armenian celebrities talking about the Armenian genocide and their Armenian heritage, so why not, you know? This is a partnership that I love. I would love to see Kim do some more iconic share looks, incorporate share aesthetics into her wardrobe. I would love that, too. Yes, absolutely. So we can look forward to that in the future. In the meantime, we are reading Stephanie Shepard's interview with Refinery29, which honestly, I'm going to say if you're a super fan, is a must read. I um, am not a super fan, as we know, but, um, and I didn't make it through the whole article, but this is, it's a very lengthy article. It's a, can you call it an article? It's a slideshow. It's a really. slideshow. Um, which is a nice way to break it up, but I was not able to make it through the whole thing in time for mm-hmm. this episode. Um but, yeah, it was actually quite an interesting read. Yeah, Steph's been her assistant for four years. Mm-hmm. Um, she got referred to Kim through a friend from kind of the L.A. dance community, basically. She started working for Kim when Kim was super, super pregnant with North, like, mm-hmm. right at the tail end of her pregnancy. She's lived with Kim. Um, and she said that basically, you know, up until Paris you know, the Paris robbery and the time that Kim took off after that, she'd just been working for four years straight. Um, and now she is the COO of Kim Kardashian West Brands. And most importantly, she is the originator of the Kimoji 420 stickers. That was a highlight of the article. It did seem a little, when I read it, it seemed kind of out of place to me, but, um, it was a nice insight into that i guess because mm-hmm. it's like kim doesn't smoke um but i i uh suggested we include those the weed kimojis for the youth because it's all the rage with the youths these days <laughs> the, the marijuanas <laughs> <laughs> but i mean god god bless stuff because kim is fundamentally a very boring person honestly yes and if steph is heading up this kind of like younger demographic branding that they're doing with the Kimoji pack props to her yeah I agree um way to put her ideas out there and um have them integrated into the work exactly something we can always strive for as executive assistants exactly um so I really recommend reading that article for anyone out there who is curious about um Steph or her roles or honestly what Kim's up to because Steph knows better than anyone else um, speaking of new content, we were also treated to some teasers for Kylie's upcoming show, The Life of Kylie. Yes, it Ooh. was. Okay. It was definitely made with, like, Windows Movie Maker or something like that. <laughs> um, I just, there's a voiceover and it's like, oh, there are two sides of me. There's, like, this pressure to maintain my public image, and then there's the real me. To keep up with my public image. Right. Strong branding here. Yes. Strong unified family branding. Mm-hmm. You think you know me because I'm on TV, but you don't know me. You don't even know me. But like, really, okay. 
everything they highlighted in that teaser was something we had already seen in one form or another. I'm a makeup mogul. I'm a Kardashian sister. Okay. What else yeah. you got? That's how I felt. Yeah. I think as long as they're focusing on Kylie, the content's not going to be very compelling. Mm-hmm. We've talked a little bit on the show about how Kylie does appear pretty wooden, pretty reserved, not super charismatic on camera. Mm-hmm. So if she does end up being the focus of the show, I I think her fan base will actually sustain the show. But I don't think it's going to be very fun for us to watch. I don't have any intention of probably watching it. Actually, maybe I would rather watch that than keeping up with the whole Kardashian clan. You'll just have one day. I'll just have with. only one. Just pick one and I'll just watch that. But we'll see. I mean, I think her viewer base is going to sustain the show basically no matter what. She oh, has sure. the most rabid fans, I think, of almost anyone. Um, and it does make reference to her kind of group of young socialite friends who we've seen on her Snapchat. Um, seems like they're going to be making some more appearances on the show. Um, so that could be an interesting angle as well. We'll definitely stay tuned for that. Um, this is not exactly news. This is more personal news, but I followed Corey Gamble's Instagram earlier this week. And let me tell you, it's a real treat because that man just loves skiing. That makes one of us. (laughs) That's really all he Instagrams about is not skiing currently because it's not skiing season. But just prepping for the forthcoming skiing season at the gym. It's around the corner. (laughs) It's, it'll be here before we know it. Mentally, season. physically, emotionally, Corey's going to dominate the slopes this year after just learning to ski in 2016. I mean, props to him. I have never skied before. I don't know what it takes mentally. I don't know what it takes physically. I don't know what it takes emotionally. Um, so if he can really prep for that in advance, I think that's going to put him ahead of people like me. <laughs> that would be a show I would maybe watch. Corey, Corey Gamble, Gamble skiing. Mm-hmm. Corey hits the slopes. <laughs> Corey takes the slopes. Corey takes the slopes. <laughs> Corey takes bail. <laughs> Ryan Seacrest, hire me. <laughs> um, tweet at us with the Corey Gamble spinoff you want to see. You can find us on Twitter at... The K-Hole Podcast, or at Ashley Brandt, or... At Kayla Chapin. Please let me know what you think the Corey spinoff show should be. I would love to hear your thoughts. I mean, Corey's going to have to do some heavy lifting because it's very evident in these episodes that Kris Jenner is not going to be doing any heavy lifting on this show in the immediate future. (laughs) No. He doesn't play much of a role other than to... um, inform us of any security-related happenings, it seems. Uh, Of course, from a couple of episodes, which I had started watching earlier in the day in preparation for this particular recording, Mm -hmm. he was talking to Kylie about how China threw something at at her television. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's about all I got from Corey. (laughs) But his, his counterpart, his partner in crime, Kris Jenner is committed to doing absolutely nothing on this vacation. Painstakingly planned by her adoring daughter, Khloe Kardashian. I was, you know, you've you've been telling me 
recently that you think that I am like the Kris Jenner, um, <laughs> which I have not ever agreed with until this um, little two-part um, episode, and I was really there with Chris this time. Do you um, want to expand on that? Yeah. Well, yeah. So, like you said, she was very committed to not doing anything, no activities. She did not want to go whitewater rafting, quote unquote, whitewater rafting, which that's not ever how I've seen whitewater rafting happen. Mm-hmm. Um, that to me is more of a tubing adventure. Um, what certainly what the clan yes. did. Um, but yeah, she's like, I just want to relax. I don't want to go tubing. I don't want to eat dinner on this patio. <laughs> I want to sit by myself. I am here to chill. And I really relate to that a lot. I mean, same. Her and Kim committing to not doing activities on vacation. Yes. Wow. Yes. Courtney and Scott are like, we're going to go to this dinosaur thing with the kids. With all the kids. With literally all the kids. Not even Kim their is kids. like, go ahead. <laughs> take them. Kim is like, she's like oh, in her <laughs> like short sleeve Chanel bathing suit and just like taking many dips in the water and just laying by the pool, which I am all about. I would not want to go anywhere with any kids. I wouldn't want to go on a vacation with kids. Um, and she did not want to get wet um, whitewater that's, rafting, and I agree with that, too. Strongly yeah. agree. You have to wear, like, water shoes, which I am not a, not a proponent no. of. Um, so I would have done the same thing. And I really loved Kim when she's like, you're not going to make me do something that I don't want to do because that's the exact same attitude that I have. I'm like, stop pressuring me. The more you pressure me, the less I want to do it, which I feel like is what Kim was feeling. And really I true. relate, for sure. Hashtag problems with authority. Yes. (laughs) That sums it up pretty well. But Chloe was really trying to get everyone to band together because, as she mentioned so many times, she's the one who planned this vacation. They vacation every year. This was supposed to be a special time. The whole family was coming. I want everyone to be here. We don't get to spend enough time together, which I don't believe. But, no. you know, she's been sending, spending so much time in... In Cleveland. Cleveland. <laughs> a really fantastic destination, I'm assuming. Uh, she's just really settling down in Cleveland, Ohio. She's really making her place in Cleveland and uh, doesn't get to spend as much time with the fam in Calabasas or wherever. Um, so this was her time to be like, I care about you. I want us all to be together. Let's go to Costa Rica. And let's do... Some activities. Let's do activities. We're going whitewater rafting, and you're going to love it. So, in attendance was Chris Jenner, Kim Kardashian, Northwest, no Saint West, no Kanye. Saint was not there. I know. Or Saint was off camera. But we did not see Saint. I, he might have been. I, I I'm really, not clear I on that. Like I honestly don't remember I feel like only North was there. I feel like they did the sensible thing, and they were like, Saint is too young to want to go anywhere. Saint wants to be at home because he is a literal infant. Yes. But, I mean, let's not spend the money on him. That's my perspective. Um, but, yeah, who else? Corey was there. Corey was there. Courtney, Courtney was there. Scott. Scott was there. Mason. Penelope. Rain. Rain. 
Tyga. Tyga. Kylie. Kylie. King. King, yes. <laughs> I just wanted to say it with you. <laughs> I wanted to just really name them off. Um, yeah. But it's a, it's a lot of kids. It's Too not so many, many significant others. We're missing some significant others in Chloe the mix. doesn't want to bring what's-his-face. Tristan. Tristan. She mentions to her mom that she doesn't want him to be on camera yet. Even, even though, though he's, he was already, he's already been on camera. camera. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, which, that's cool. Um, but Scott, he came. Oh, yes. And maybe he, in fact, shouldn't have. He de- he should not have. Because we're coming hot off of Kim discovering a woman in Scott's hotel room in Dubai and, quote, unquote, Kim's words, going ghetto on this girl. She did say that, yeah. Which we're going to unpack more. There's a short kind of de-escalation in L.A. where Kim says, you know what, I don't even know why I was so upset, you know? It's fine. I understand. And then they just embark for Costa Rica with Scott and Courtney and all of their children. Because, you know, Courtney thinks it's fine. She's like, you know what, he's the father of my kids. He's, you know, whatever. He can still come. He can still come on our vacations with us. It's cool. It's fine. But it wasn't. It was not. And let's take it all the way back to Dubai. Okay. I only saw a part of this episode. Or maybe I didn't see this. I don't know what what I saw. I don't know. I don't think you saw the beginning of this episode and you don't need to because the start of Family Trip in part one rewinds just to where Mm -hmm. you need to be, which is that Courtney allegedly was in L.A. with another guy. Scott gets wind of this. Scott gets very upset. Kim has some fun activities planned in the desert in Dubai. She goes to get Scott. She thinks that there's a girl there. She finds the girl. In the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Calls her a whore. Disparages this young woman who has done literally nothing Mm -hmm. wrong. And has just tried to hide in the bathroom from a camera crew. (laughs) Yes. Exactly what I would have done. A. Tried to get in with Scott. B. Tried to hide from the Kardashians in the bathroom. Yeah. This woman has only done what any of us would do in this situation. Absolutely. <laughs> and they, you missed this a little bit, but they painstakingly in the previous episode laid out that Courtney and Scott are not together. Scott really wants to be with Courtney. Scott's really upset that Courtney's with another guy. But earlier in the episode, Kim had been like, but Scott, you could definitely be with someone else if you wanted to. And he was like, oh yeah, technically I could. Every episode I've watched, it is, are Scott and Courtney together? No, they're not. But they are still near each other at all times, basically. Yes. Yes. This episodes, These episodes are definitely just building on that multi-episode arc mm-hmm. that's really been going since they broke up almost two years ago now. Yeah. And so, Kim takes it upon herself to say some disparaging, slut-shaming things to this girl, yeah. call her groupie, very aggressive, very off-brand, very Very off-brand. Like, how are you going to sit there and call someone those names when that is... All of those things are what people have called you in the past, and mm-hmm. you have tried to build up your own brand, proving otherwise, which mm-hmm. I did not feel like was very fair of her. But in the heat of the moment, I'll call someone a whore, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I but you, won't. <laughs> you haven't made a recent rebranding to talk about 
the female body and no, slut shaming. I haven't. I've only rebranded my personal style and uh, drinking habits, um, and and also failed at the rebrand. So uh, definitely nothing along the lines of the names that I call people. Those will remain the same. Right. Right. <clears throat> but then coming off of that moment we get Kim in the car making another huge misstep for her image I think which she calls Kanye and a huge question I have is why because <laughs> that man does not appear on camera very much he mm-hmm. does appear on camera later in the episode and it's kind of weird mm-hmm. um but whenever they bring Kanye in it's absolutely with a purpose it's because they're building up, up hype because he has something to promote, because they need to tie Kim back to the brand of, like, Here's wife and mother. my, um, some kind of Life of Pablo tour t-shirt that mm-hmm. someone's wearing. Here's some Yeezys, whatever. Um, and that's about the extent of Kanye's appearances. But she does get on the phone with him. She wakes him up, because she's in Dubai and he's in LA, and says, oh my god, I went ghetto on this girl there are a lot of things wrong here first of all let's not use the term ghetto as an adjective that's not that's classism that's it's wrapped up in all of these weird there's a larger story yeah to that weird implications of mm-hmm. like almost the appropriation of like low socioeconomic status culture and like what that has come to mean for people of upper middle class status who are trying to pretend not to be so bougie, it's mm-hmm. bad, first of all. Yeah. Um, but the fact that she tries to sell it to us by calling her husband, who I don't know if you guys remember, but is the author of songs such as Spaceship about working a minimum wage job at The Gap <laughs> in Chicago. <laughs> Um, it's almost as if they're trying to suggest that Kanye has, in some sense, signed off on these actions and this scene and Kim calling herself ghetto. And it's, that's not what your partner of color is there for, to sign off mm-hmm. on your racist white behavior. That is true. He's got a lot of bangers out about that kind of stuff. Really and that does. is not an appropriate way to tie it together. No. But we do move on from it quickly. Again, I think this is a huge misstep for her brand. I cannot really see the benefit to including these scenes in this show. No, not really. Vis-a-vis Kim's image. It, I think, is supposed to be that she's relatable and she, like, takes a stand and she's cool and happening. And she's not. And we didn't (laughs) need that. No one's going to convince me that Kim Kardashian is grounded and in touch with, like, the up-and-coming youth culture. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, we already know that her assistant has put the weed emojis in her app, so. That's what Steph Shepard is for. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Steph, Steph, she then makes an appearance when Kim finds out when they're in Costa Rica that Scott has possibly brought, flew a woman in. Yes. To the Kardashian family vacation. 
Scott is staying at, not at the villa with everyone else. He's staying at a separate hotel. And he says multiple times that this is because he is sad and lonely and being close to Courtney makes that worse for him. Yes. So, um, there's a situation where someone gets a, does someone call Steph, security calls Steph or something? Something like that. Um, and is like, oh, there's this girl here named Chelsea who's trying to get into Scott's room. He just flew her in or whatever. Um, so then Kim calls Chloe up to her room, tells Chloe, they're like, we have to tell Courtney. Courtney comes up, they tell her. Chris comes up. They tell her it's a big thing. They're about to go to dinner at Scott's hotel, and there's they all know, and he doesn't know they know. It's kind of a funny scene because they do play up um, the name Chelsea. They try to be subtle. Scott is like pissing himself. Corey Gamble is his only ally at this table because they didn't tell Corey, right? <laughs> Finally, Chris is like, well, I guess what we're asking is, do you have a girl here, and if so, why? Yeah. And uh, Scott then claims to be a sex addict to try and, like, get himself <laughs> off the hook, I guess. He's like, I don't I don't really think that I am, <laughs> he says later, but uh, just, like, freaked out and uh, need to say something, basically. So he says that he's a sex addict, and they're like, what, you can't go four days? And he's like, no, I can't. <laughs> And so, Chloe proceeds to throw a glass of water in his crotch area. Mm -hmm. Um, Kim throws some water in his face. Kim then throws water because she just wants to be a part of the water throwing. (laughs) Uh, And then Chris does the same. Yeah. Just, you you have to expect that. Three women who love themselves, and then Kourtney Kardashian, who saunters up to the rest of the family with Scott. With Scott. In tow everything's cool and then what scott is like texting chloe all night long and then they have this like rekindling moment they're like oh it's fine we just like talked it out (laughs) whatever and then that never even comes up again really then they turn their attention to the fact that scott keeps cuddling up to courtney keeps putting an arm around her keeps trying to kiss her and interestingly this is kind of a new thing that we're seeing for, you know, these recent seasons, we start to see the dual kind of talking heads confessional scenes where the sisters are together commenting on kind of the, the goings-on, which they haven't done in a few seasons. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. So, like, <laughs> Courtney and Kim together are doing the, like, talking through of the events. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. And Courtney's like, Oh, I don't know. Like, I always just tell Scott no, and then... Oh, yeah, Kim, yeah, yeah. Kim absolutely <laughs> gets Courtney's coy. Mm-hmm. There are so many, like, shots of Scott literally kissing Courtney on the mouth, and she's just, like, giggling and is like, don't. And Kim, like, just totally makes fun of her for doing that. She's like, yeah, he... You don't really... She's like, I say no, and she's like, yeah, but you're, like, giggly the whole time and, like, not... <laughs> just stop yeah don't yeah and obviously there's a difference between kind of enthusiastic informed verbal consent <laughs> and what's happening here mm-hmm. which is unclear it's very gray 
Courtney, mm-hmm. while she says no, it's playful. Yeah. It's coy. She's not really removing herself from the situation, which is absolutely not required for right. informed and, like, mutual consent. Um, but she's she's flirting. It feels flirtatious. They have this outstanding relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and Courtney is with a 23-year-old male model now. And basically, like, her sisters are telling her, like, I think Scott thinks that you are together. We kind of think you're together. We don't even know, like, what's going on. So maybe you should figure this shit out. And so she basically ends up telling him, we're not ever getting together. Which is, Scott says that he takes it well. Scott says, oh, I can finally move on now. I find that pretty suspect, considering how he's acted for the past year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently, they're just going to co-parent now. I feel like this storyline is going to reoccur. Forever. Mm-hmm. For all of time. Um, yeah, it wasn't, it really didn't come to some kind of dramatic resolution. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, I'm Courtney, like, Scott, we're never getting together again. So, and he's like, great, now I can move on. And she's like, yeah, now we can both move on. Okay, not convinced. Coming right on the heels of her family punishing him for being with other people. (laughs) And obviously I don't want to deny that it was perhaps inappropriate for the venue. Yeah. But, But, yeah. Yeah, and it's this whole season they've been kind of building up this story. Like Kim wants them to be to get to be together. Chris thinks they should have another kid together. She even mentions it mentions it in one of these episodes. You should just have a fourth, just for fun. You just make such cute babies. Like just get it, pump out another one. <laughs> and they're like, oh, oh. <laughs> um, Chloe wants them to be together, but this storyline seems to be setting us up as viewers to kind of give up on the idea of Courtney and Scott alongside, you know, Kim and Chloe, who've been kind of guiding the viewers through this storyline. Yes. Do I really think that they're going to give it up? No. If Courtney wants a fourth kid, will they get back together? I think that they would have a fourth kid together. (laughs) I think that that's absolutely still up in the air. But Courtney does have her groove back. She does a nude shoot in Costa Rica. Incredible. Honestly. Honestly, very, very sensual, very artistic. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, the big red flag, well, the big indicator that Courtney is back on the market. Mm -hmm. She's a free woman. She's going to do some nude photo shoots. She says, like, when, um, when she finds out that Scott has brought Chelsea um, to Costa Rica, she's like, I'm not mad. I'm just thinking about all the guys I'm going to fuck when I get back to L.A. And she's like, woo! Um, very, yeah, know, showgirl. I'm like, I'm into it. Love that. Yeah, no. She's really kind of come back from the brink of boring mommyhood. Yeah. Um, no disrespect to any of the moms out there, but I think Courtney only talking about gluten-free food for a couple years was real sad for Those everyone. pretzels that she was giving to Rain were gluten-free for sure. 
and talking to Scott about some gluten-free bread that he could dip in this oil. Like, wow, that sounds fun. Just delightful. Uh, but this trip, again, was entirely organized by... Chloe. Chloe. And she is very upset that the only people partaking in the activities are, you know, Courtney and Scott and all of the kids. Kylie and Tyga, first thing they do is steal Chloe's room that she had claimed for herself as the planner of this trip. Yes. Well, Kylie thinks that it's more of a couple's room, um, which still kind of grossed me out. Like, oh, I don't. Not appropriate. No, no, not when you are with like your 18. family no. and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, no. My family would never. No, no, no. You, you know, like even now, I'm 29 years old. I'm almost 30 years old. I still think that would be a little taboo for me. Yeah, no. My my parents are not religious or conservative right. at all, but that's not Mm-mm. something that I think would ever go over well with anyone. No. No. And it's, I feel like Kris Jenner's given up. I feel like she's 60 some years old. She's got a boy toy. She wants to lay out in the sun, which is what she's doing this whole vacation. Mm -hmm. And Kim, who's prepping for kind of giving her testimony to a French judge to talk about the robbers, also does not want to participate in activities right now. No. But Chloe gets very upset. She takes a lot of issue. She talks about it with Kim in her very passive-aggressive way, where she's like, it's fine, while picking at her nails and then, like, being very short and, like, walking away from the conversation and basically saying, I'm done with you. Yeah. Um, of course, then Kim has to run to Chris and be like, Chloe and I just had this huge fight, and she doesn't think we're, like, engaged enough in this family vacation and blah, blah, blah. So... Kim, like, goes to the little gym at their villa and they wants to try and work out with her. And with then... this off-brand trainer that we've never seen before. I don't know who this guy is. Um, and then, basically, there's this family reunion in the gym. And they're able to come to terms with uh, this whole vacation, basically. Mm-hmm. Chris decides to set up this lovely dinner out. I don't know down some long staircase on this beautiful veranda of some sort. And, you know, but I just didn't want to have dinner on the patio again. Uh, here we all are as a family, kind of whatever. Like, wow, what a what a great resolution. What a move, Chris Jenner. I do want to say that Kim finally says what everyone has been thinking, which is that Chloe just accuses people of being negative while she herself is extremely <laughs> hostile to everyone else. Yeah. Um, Kim's not wrong. And Chloe, I don't think, acquiesced to that fact, which was surprising because usually the show is about Chris or Kim saying something and then everyone else coming to agree with them. That's usually the resolution is like, my mom was right after all. Kim was right all along. <laughs> That's not exactly what happens here. Mm-hmm. Chloe holds back a little bit. But I have to give her props for hanging out with King when literally no one else was doing that. I I wanted to hang out with King. That's all I wanted. To, that's the only person I wanted to hang out with on that trip. Just seems like the sweetest little boy. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't care for children. I really neither, don't. Neither do I. We recently had an occasion 
Just you weren't there actually. I wanted to be there. You I almost to be came there. on my day off from work. There was an occasion to hang out with a baby. I was behind this. I know the the father of the child and I was like, Your baby's very cute. I wanna see this baby. And then what it ended up being was me and some other people of my age standing about ten feet away from the baby, admiring it from a distance. <laughs> So that's me around kids, but I will say King is just such a sweet kid. He was really sweet on um, Robin China. He's really sweet on China Snap. Um, and it's cute that he was invited to this vacation. And it's sad that Kylie and Tyga just abandoned him to hang out in the room that they stole from Chloe. It's unclear what they're doing for this entire trip. They did go tubing uh, slash whitewater rafting, and that's about as much as we saw of them, mm-hmm. except for when Courtney and Kylie get into a little play fight mm-hmm. prior to Courtney's beautiful photo shoot mm-hmm. in the pool. That's about it. And then from then on out, we just see Chloe and King hanging out. Yeah. Good for them. You know, Chloe had that going for her. I don't know why she had to get so upset about yep. <laughs> Kim and Chris hanging back. Kind of the outcasts, Chloe and King. Mm hmm. Because everyone else on this trip has a child. <laughs> and they yeah. either want to hang out with that child or be away from that child. <laughs> no shade to Kim. She loves North. North is, North is a pre- precious angel. And her peak of this trip was being able to hug her mother. It's very sweet. Yeah, it is. But it's very apparent that Kim was here to take a break. Yeah. And mm-hmm. North was here to hang out with P and Mason and Rain and go see dinosaurs or whatever. Yeah. With Scott and Courtney. Um, honestly, I can't say I would have done anything differently. No, I'm 100% <laughs> on board with those decisions. Um, the C-plot is basically Kim prepping to present her testimony to a Parisian judge. She's going to fly to New York to do that. Um, so that she doesn't then have to appear at the actual trial in Paris. Um, she talks about how she needs to move on from her life, how she didn't think that they were ever going to get caught, and it's just kind of walking us through these current events. Yeah, it, she, it's brought up multiple times, um, about how she doesn't want to go to New York, but she definitely doesn't want to go to Paris, and just, like, every now and then it's like, ugh, I have to go to New York, And then, like, at the end, she finally does and just mentions that she had to spend a lot of time Mm -hmm. doing this thing that she didn't want to do, but now it's, you know, whatever. Yeah. We get, you know, another cameo from Steph. We get a cameo from Jonathan. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, there's not a lot of material there. There's not a lot of compelling action there, Mm -hmm. but, you know, this is something that's happening in the public eye and they have to walk us through it. Yeah. It is shocking to find out that the robbers, not only have they been following her for years, which I think we all knew, mm-hmm. but they had, in fact, tried to rob her the year before and didn't because mm-hmm. Kanye was with her. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, but, yeah, she did mention how whatever two of them had confessed to what they did um, and just, like, seeing their faces, she was able to... Well, she was able to tell from, like, their statures that these were definitely the guys that mm-hmm. were there. Um, and then she's able to kind of compare 
their version of events to hers. Mm-hmm. We don't really get into the details of that, but, um, you know, Kim finding out kind of this information that is external to her life but relevant to her life kind of seems significant for her as she moves on. Right. Um, I should also mention we had a scene with Kanye in part one, which was kind of weird. Yeah, it was. I honestly don't even remember what it was about. Was that with Courtney? Yeah. Yeah. Then they start talking about very small dogs. <laughs> that's the part that I remember. Mm-hmm. No, that's really what's important here. <laughs> <laughs> They've had that convo about Courtney and Scott so many times. Yeah, yeah. I, it doesn't matter the specifics. All we've got from Kanye is a... A dad joke. A dad joke. <laughs> Do they call them Pomeranians because they fit in your palm? <laughs> Oh, man. Wow. But that's definitely from the period where he was still very much hiding from the public eye. Mm-hmm. The blonde period. Yeah, that was troubling. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's always had a very subdued presence on camera, mm-hmm. so I don't think there was too much unusual going on there. It definitely seemed like they were including him to be like, look, Kanye's out and about. He's doing normal things. Here he is in a scene on the show. Um, I just don't think it worked well with Kanye's kind of camera shyness. Yeah. Yeah. It was just kind of awkward. Have you seen, um, you probably haven't, but when Kim first started dating Kanye, he came over to her house, and this was, like, his first time on the show, and first of all, he's cleaning out Kim's closet and being like, you need to replace everything you've ever worn, which is true. <laughs> as kind of, as dickish as that was, she got a much better wardrobe out of it. I'm going to say that. Um, but it's so funny because he's kind of standing back saying, like, get rid of this, get rid of that, get rid of this other thing you love, but he's kind of hiding behind the door frame <laughs> and, like, speaking in this, like, very soft voice. It was very endearing to me. That's cute. No, I did not know that. I did not see those episodes. <laughs> yeah. It's very much in line with every other appearance he's made on the show. Great. Um, and that's kind of it. I mean, Kanye's not in power rankings and neither is skiing superstar Corey Gamble (laughs) no all in all it's a pretty standard um, episode of the show that rehashes some plots that we've all seen before even me I've seen them before even Kayla even me honestly I think my peak for this show was Kim finally calling Chloe on her passive aggressive bullshit my peak was Chris's unwillingness to do anything. <laughs> Strongly agree. Yes. Do you have a pit? Um. Hmm. I can't think of one. No. I don't. My pit is Kylie and Tyga. Agree. Always. Strongly agree. <laughs> this is a couple's room. It's so romantic. Sick. Kylie should still honestly be sharing a room with her sister at this point, at this age. She absolutely should. She may own many properties, but she does not need to be sleeping next to a man who met her when she was 14. Nope. Can you... I mean, like, the older you get, the younger people younger than you seem, and I know that that sounds like nonsense. Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, when you're 18, you're like, oh, yeah, I could date someone who's 25. Like, that wouldn't be weird at all. We're all adults here. Mm -hmm. And then you're 25, and you're like, holy shit, that is a literal child, and I have nothing in common with them. Honestly. 
Yes. It's true. That's all I have to say about that. It's true. Honestly. You know? Just engage in healthy relationships where you and your partner have equal power. That's what's important here. That is the lesson to be learned from this cautionary tale from Kylie Jenner, who's now dating someone much more attractive, much more talented. Yep. Much Congratulations less to them. Congrats to Kylie and Travis. Mm-hmm. So for this week, coming in at the bottom of power rankings, no surprise here, it is Scott Disick. He, I feel like, comes in at the bottom of every power ranking that I'm a part of. Um, and for good reason. He's just kind of pathetic in all of the episodes I seem to watch. Mm-hmm. He's bringing chicks on the Kardashian family vacation. He's, like, losing his relationship with Courtney. Courtney's like, I am, w- I am so awesome, <laughs> and you are totally fucked. Yeah. Because I don't want to be with you anymore. You can raise my kids... But barely. You can raise my kids with my supervision. Yeah. Is basically what Courtney is saying. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm a sex addict. That was like, that that was like the lowest point, I think. I'm like, what are you saying? Yeah. What are you doing? And then Scott immediately cutting to, I'm not a sex addict. (laughs) I don't know why I said that, but. Some, Some context that might be useful for you is the fact that Scott used to constantly whine about how he and Courtney never had sex. Like, he's not a sex addict. He was in a very sex-minimal relationship for the vast majority of his adult life. (laughs) And he just, yeah, that just, like, came out of nowhere. Can't take responsibility for his actions. Uh -uh. Gotta blame it on... Some made-up thing that he Mm -hmm. has decided he has. Awkward. Do you want to tell us who's coming in above Scott? (sighs) Whiny woman herself, Chloe. Um... God. And she, it's always Chloe and Scott, I think, at the, at the bottom. Chloe's always bitching about something, trying to make everything about herself. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to do nice things and then receive gratitude for doing yes. nice things, mm-hmm. which is not how doing nice things mm-hmm. works. You can't do something nice for someone and then stand there at their shoulder until they thank you or pay you back in equal sum. It's like you donated to a charity and then you post about it on Facebook or you give money to a homeless person and then you post about it on Facebook and you're like, I, I'm no hero. I'm just doing what I thought a good person would do, hoping to receive some accolades. (laughs) So she's in fifth place. Really, really low for this week's power mm-hmm. rankings, which are very abbreviated, considering we cannot rank any of the children, because they're not doing anything. Unfortunately. If if we could, King would be number one. <laughs> number one in my heart, always. Number one. Give King a spinoff show. <laughs> but coming in above Chloe is Kris Jenner, forging some neutral ground this episode. She is loving herself. She's not expressing the kind of love that her daughter wants, but that's on her, you know. Chris. She came on this vacation for one reason, and one reason only. It was not to spend time with family. It was to spend time with herself, and I appreciate it. 100%. I'm here for that. Good for you, Chris. Take some time for yourself. Treat yourself. Exactly. As, as the youths say. As the youths say. 
Do you want to tell us who's coming in above Chris? I would love to. It is Kylie. Um, she's in third place this week. She's also kind of on neutral ground. She, she is making some power moves. Stealing she, Chloe's room. Stealing Chloe's room. That was a power move for sure. Um, as questionable as I think that that whole thing was. Yes. Um, Chloe just let it happen. I don't know. If mm-hmm. I were Chloe, I would have been like, bitch, that's my room. I did this whole thing. Get out. <laughs> Stay out of my refrigerator bar. Mm-hmm. She doesn't, and she just, like, instead, we don't really see her. Instead, Chloe gives up that room and then expects to receive something <laughs> in return for giving mm-hmm. up the room. Instead of saying what she wants... She gives someone else what they want, want, and then expects to be able to hang that over their head until she feels they're equal. Kylie's not participating in that. Kylie is off doing something else with Tyga. She, she's here to support Courtney on her nude photo shoot. She's here to do some whitewater rafting. She is not here to hang out with her kind of stepson. <laughs> nor I, is Tyga. Nor- <laughs> no, Tyga is not here to hang out with his son. Black China was probably just like, I have a newborn and I have Rob Kardashian. Basically two newborns in my own home. I Please can't do a toddler. Go have fun if these people insist on being around me and my children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um coming in above Kylie, we've got Kim. Kim is subdued in her power. And she's really fallen off of our top ranking mostly for the brand misstep that she just continued into this episode. Mm-hmm. Again, like, it's not cute that she called herself ghetto. That's not an aesthetic. That's not a cute, quirky thing. That's classism. That's talking about socioeconomic status. And Kim just has no... It was not very woke. It was not woke. <laughs> It was not a woke thing to say. And um, it was even less woke to try to get Kanye to sign off on that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and even the other powerful, like, things that she did, for instance, refusing to go whitewater rafting, really not um, monumental in no. any way. We've seen her be much more powerful. Mm-hmm. I love Kim Kardashian detective. I love Kim Kardashian family mediator. She's not filling any of those roles in this episode. Correct. So, who tops the charts this week? Uh, Beloved Courtney. Just really, as she does, just being who she is. um, Telling Scott that they're not going to be together. Mm -hmm. You know, taking care of her kids. Giving them only gluten-free food. Giving them gluten-free pretzels. (laughs) Giving them gluten-free bread. Uh, and, um... Doing her new photo shoot. Yeah, doing her fantastic photo shoot. Um, you know what? She doesn't have psoriasis. She has nothing to hide. Um, she doesn't need, uh, hot springs mineral water to spray on her, on her face and, you know... Psoriasis rashes. Psoriasis rashes. She's rocking it, and she's here to show us all about Mm -hmm. it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I loved, I loved it. Absolutely. Of psoriasis. What is this on my arm? Doesn't look like psoriasis. I don't think it is. <laughs> it's a heat rash. It's hot as balls today. Whew. It is. 
Anywho. Courtney, we're looking forward to the on-camera debut of her 23-year-old model boyfriend who is with her in Cannes right now. I love that. I can't wait to see it. I'm so happy for her, and I'm sure when Scott eventually is with someone else, they're going to give him a lot of shit for it. Mm Mm-hmm. For no particular reason. Absolutely. Um, So we're going to look forward to more of the same on the next week of the K-Hole, as we always do. Um, Stay tuned for whether or not I'm going to watch The Life of Kylie. I'm going to tell you right now, it's not looking too great, but I will probably tune in for the premiere and see what I'm missing. Kayla, are you going to tune into The Life of Kylie? You know what? I'm not going to tune into anything unless you ask me to be on the show again, in which case I will keep up um but no probably won't watch the life of kylie as much as i um have a very vague interest in her life because Mm -hmm. i do Mm -hmm. um i feel like i'm more of a kendall person personally Mm -hmm. um but i would not also probably tune into kendall's show i can't imagine what a kendall show would even be about so Uh, i don't i can't either but um you know you know what you just never know it's true it's true you just never know a Corey spinoff, though. Corey spinoff, yes. Tweet us with your your awesome um, Corey Gamble ski spinoff show name ideas. Um, that would be that'd be fun. I would tune into that. An idea I had a long time ago that I think could potentially be retooled is the idea of... Um, I had this idea a long-ass time ago. And the idea was that Rob Lamar... Um, Scott and Caitlin would help choose the next person for Kim to date. The next Kardashian man. And I think, you know what? Put Corey, Corey Gamble at the forefront of that. I don't hate that idea at all. It was going like to be it. a really good idea. <sighs> don't give up on that dream. You know what? Reach for the stars. Absolutely. Shoot for the moon, as they say. Ryan Seacrest, find me on Twitter at the K-Hole Podcast and on Twitter at Ashley Brand. And if you happen to be a Twin Peaks fan or you've been inundated by Twin Peaks tweets and social media content with the season three premiere that's happening this very evening, feel free to tune into Twin Peaks Peaks, my podcast about Twin Peaks. We are going to be covering season three, but we also have a plethora of episodes about seasons one and two if you so desire to go back and catch up before starting this new season. Kayla, where we, where can we find you online? You can find me on many uh, social media platforms. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, it's at Kayla Chapin, C-H-A-P-I-N, like Harry Chapin, cats in the cradle if you know what I mean. <laughs> Probably don't. I don't. <laughs> Same on Instagram. And also, on Snapchat, I don't snap a lot, but I like to watch snaps. Um, <laughs> Kayla you, M. Chapin. Yes. M is for Marie. When you have good snap content, though, it's very good. Like your cat wearing a party dress. Thank you. You can find my cat party dress. If you tweet me, I'll tweet it to you. <laughs> I'll show you my cat in a dress. I've seen April in a dress, and it was breathtaking. I was just without words. So I recommend checking that out. I also recommend rating and reviewing The K-Hole on iTunes um, so that other people can find this podcast. Um, We love hearing from you guys, so let us know 
what you were thinking about the current season, what you think about future spinoffs, um, what you think about everyone's can outfits. I don't know. Whatever comes to mind. What you think about the weather. What do you think about... Please no. Fine. <laughs> Did you know that David... Just trying to create some conversation here. I for mean... Your, for your viewers. I'm open to it. Find me on Twitter at Ashley Brandt. Do you remember how we sign off the show, Kayla? Of course I do. <laughs> this has been the K-Hole. Don't be fucking rude. <laughs> <laughs>